the way intuition works, it's so genius. Intuition is like the most incredible thing. The way it works, as I understand it, it takes your cumulative life experiences and it will guide you based on those experiences, based on things that feel good to you and things that you desire. So if you are experiencing things that don't feel good to you and that you don't desire because you're not in your truth, you will not be able to access your intuition. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello, hello, my cosmic baddies. We're in for a treat today. We have a true spiritual boss mystic on the pod. Welcome, Ebony Banks. Born in Washington, D.C. and raised in Silver Spring, Maryland, she is an intuitive healer who has been aware of her intuition since childhood. She is from a lineage of healers and wellness practitioners on both sides of her family. In fact, Ebony's maternal great-grandmother read palms for a living in the 1940s. How cool is that? And her late father was a social worker and hypnotherapist who owned and operated a private practice mental health clinic. Ebony's inspiration to serve others began as a child while spending time in her dad's office and observing his healing work. As a trauma survivor, Ebony has learned to use her wealth of inner spiritual resources to thrive on her own healing journey and is now inspired to teach people how to do the same. And we're so grateful for that to access their intuition, to heal the stuck part of their lives that prevent them from living their desired life. Ebony's main spiritual gift, which I'm so excited to talk about, is clear tangency, which means clear touch. And it's the ability to receive information and impressions through physical touch. So she is passionate about also charitable work and has worked with nonprofit charities for the past 13 years. And she also received the Osborne Elliott Award for Outstanding Community Service for a volunteer-led organization she founded, which taught people in Brooklyn about the importance of incorporating plant-based eating into their diet. So she is busy. She is healing on the personal, on the collective, and she does consider herself a mystic and enjoys exploring the balance of physical and non-physical life. She practices yoga, meditates, and listens to mantras in her spare time. And she's also a fellow New York City spiritual baddie where she shares her thriving practices with clients. And I think you're all about to meet your new spiritual bestie. So let's welcome Ebony Banks to the pod. How are we doing today? I'm doing so good. And thank you for that intro. That was a lot. I was like, wow, who is that person? That's why I always do it. I think a lot of podcasts, they pre-record it. But I think it's a spiritual practice, especially for women, especially for femmes, to sit and be like, oh, I do a lot. I've done a lot. I'm, am I tired? I'm a lot of things. I, I say that to myself. Like, you know, I'm a Look lot at of you. Things. You contain multitudes, honey. Um, <laughs> right. Well, obviously, thank you for coming on. First up, we got your, you know, earth bio, but let's, let's hear your cosmic bio. Do you mind sharing your big three with the baddies? Yes. So I'm a Virgo sun, Scorpio rising, and a Libra moon. 
Ooh, we're going to have so much fun today. All my Venus and Libra early loves. Anyone who's, you know, getting to watch a little clip of this later on the video, your apartment is so just Libra moon, Virgo, like every detail on point aesthetically. Oh Thank my goodness. So much. It's like my, my sanctuary. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's gorgeous. Okay. So in your own words, and again, baddies, we're both in New York City. So bear with us with any background noise. We cannot control this wild place. In your own words, Ebony, why don't you tell us a little bit about like what you do or what's really, you know, feeling alive and lighting you up in your work at the moment? So many things. I mean, I guess right now it's really just this adventure of being public because I'm an uber private person. Yes. You know, I started Instagram a few years ago and I barely post. I'm starting to ramp that up. But just being comfortable with sharing all the things that I've experienced and have lived with other people because, you know, they're a bit abstract, and but they've been so powerful for me that I said I couldn't keep it to myself. Mm, I appreciate that. And I appreciate also as a Scorpio rising. <laughs> And Virgo energy, that those two combos are just like, mm, I'm good. And just like ooh, sharing, I'll help you. I will look in all of the, you know, scariest things in your closet. Don't worry. I No, no shame, no shade. But like, oh, me sharing a picture of myself, a selfie? I don't think so. so. Oh my goodness. I, I don't even like taking pictures, no. you know, like for my whole life, I've been this way. This is not a new thing, you know, oh just, it's just not, I'm just not that person. Well, I'm so happy. I always, it's actually, you know, one of the things that I was like working with my mentees on is like, you don't have to be Kim Kardashian. You don't have to be influencer level on social, but like just show up enough. So we know how to connect with your mystical gifts, with your beautiful magic, with your medicine, and you have so much to share. So why don't you tell us a little bit about like kind of what led you here? I'm excited to get into some of your tools and the many things that you offer, but I always like hearing, you know, especially when someone's walking the mystic path, it's like, there's a journey. It is a total journey. <laughs> I mean, since I was a child, I was aware that I, I was highly intuitive, although I didn't know that word, right? I just knew that I knew things that other people didn't know and that no one told me and I didn't understand how I knew, you know? So I went through a series of trying to understand it by telling myself I was just really smart. You know, I tell myself, oh, I'm bad. Because I know things that people mm. shouldn't know. You know, I was raised as a Christian. And so all I knew about, you know, spirituality was through that lens. You know, I, I didn't learn about my great grandmother until I was in my 20s. It was very relieving to learn about her. I was just going to ask you, how did that feel? First of all, I was shocked that my family never told me this my whole life. Because she, was, she passed away before I was born, so I never knew her. But I was just like, how, how is this information withheld? You know, yeah. she was a very unusual African-American woman in the 1940s, you know, which is Jim Crow. And she was in Florida in the South. And she wow. living and did well. You know, my mom remembers lines of people, people like piled up in her living room, sitting in their cars outside. And these are all white clients, you know, going to see this black woman in the South in the 40s. There we go. There we go. That's how we heal. Because yeah. they're like, you know, I don't care what's going on. She has the good information and I need it. <laughs> this is how we begin to heal. Yes. And she did so well, you know, financially that she owned her home. She had a car and a driver. Yes. <laughs> you know, she, 
Yes. Great grandma. Oh my God. She had like staff to tend to her grandkids, you know, like oh. you don't hear about that life of a black woman in the 40s. No, I, this is healing just to hear about this. I'm like, so for you to find out about it on all of the levels, oh, you're going to come way ahead of the time. Oh, okay. I, so I was just really relieved because for a long time I thought I was, you know, weird. I just really didn't start to understand myself till I was in my 20s. Right. You know? Oof. Okay. So that that's beautiful. And I know just fellow intuitive Virgo who grew up with such complex feelings from my intuition. When you said feeling like almost ashamed or bad that you knew things, I was like, wow, I've never actually verbalized that, but same. And also grew up in a very Christian house, very born again, Christian Bible studies at home. And anything that was like a spiritual connection that wasn't from the Bible was like, and I used to love going like sneaking into the little witch shop uh, in my town, like the little new age shop to buy incense and, you know, spell candles. I was like, so like, oh my God, this is so bad. Like, I feel like I was like yes. doing drugs. I was like, oh my God, don't let anybody see me in here. I I so resonate with that. So tell us about your journey to like coming back to this and maybe discovering more of your inner spiritual gifts and, and cultivating those resources. Like what was the, or, or what were the catalysts that led to that? So many things, mainly moving to New York, New York City in my 20s, you know, from there and meeting like-minded people for the first Yay. time in my life. And so, you know, I learned about astrology then and crystals and I, you know, was really into all of those things. And I had started meditating before I moved to New York. Mm. This book by Thich Nhat Hanh, you know, mm. I was up, that was really severe for me and that just helped me to meditate, you know, to like calm myself emotionally. So mm-hmm. meditation, meeting like-minded people, learning about like the mystical world in general, you know, because it gave me language to explain myself, you know, I understood myself so much better. And then also just healing from trauma, which I have a strong relationship with my subconscious self. Okay. And so my trauma was repressed for a very long time. You know, all these things, I think, supportive of me and ultimately having the awareness to consciously admit to myself that this horrible thing happened to me and I needed to deal with it. So it was like a span of several years, you know, getting incrementally more authentic with myself really, because I just shied away from a lot of it. You know, I just wasn't ready to own it for a really long time. It's so interesting. Anyone listening to this, I'm sure there are many people listening to this who might be going through a moment, especially you said breakup. And this is yeah. why I'm, I'm so grateful for the breakup energy sometimes because the breakup leads to the breakdown, leads to the breakthrough sometimes. So like we always like thank that person that's like, okay, fine. I am so just confused, lost, heartbroken that I'm going to turn to meditation because why not else? And then you're like, oh, this was not about that person. I just opened up a whole treasure chest, like hidden world within myself. So I just want to say shout out to all the like exes and they were like, thank you for guiding me. Because same, I got back into this as an adult after going through a very insane breakup on literally like the day before my Saturn return, not knowing it at the time, but (laughs) looking back on it, I'm like that tracks. So that, and then finding community, it's why, oh my God, we're such a believer of community here. Cause like you carry all this stuff around. You don't know how to make sense of it. You don't know what's weird and what's going to alienate people or or what's just you. And then you start connecting with people and it's so fun and expansive and 
and freeing. But really the thing about the trauma and going in and, and you have your moon in the 12th house then if you're a Libra moon, Scorpio rising. Yeah. So I find that especially like 12th house, 8th house things, it's like where things are hidden from us for a while, but then we go on this journey to like, okay, like something's up. I don't know what it is, but I want to begin. And it's it's scary in the beginning. It's not for the faint of heart. It's warrior shit. But then you go in and you're like, oh yeah, I'm looking at some uncomfortable, you know, understatement of the century, uncomfortable things. But also this is where so much of my my beauty is and my wholeness and my magic. So I love that you do talk about a lot of, you know, your work through the lens of trauma and, and you know, how we can heal it intuitively and how we can use all these different gifts to know that it doesn't have to be something that happened to you and you're forever locked in that moment or frozen, but that where you're at now, I don't know you from a few years ago, but you are as peaceful, as present, as grounded as a human as I could imagine just from your energy through talking (laughs) to you. And is this something like in your work, I know we're going to get into it, you have some tools to share, but do you find a lot of people come to you who are healing from some sort of trauma, capital T or little t in their lives? Yeah, that's a good differentiation. Yes, absolutely. And sometimes it's trauma that, you know, they kind of bury that I'm feeling in their body. And I'm like, oh, did this happen to you? You know, because mm-hmm. your womb is telling me it did. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, it did. It happened. You know, I had a mm-hmm. session with a lesson a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, it happened to her more than once, but it was just, it was something she wasn't dealing with at all. But I picked up in our session, you know, so she didn't come for that because she's not, she wasn't really dealing with that, mm-hmm. but it was so in her energy body that it came up, you know, it's time for her to, to deal with it. I've come to think of trauma as an offering. Ooh, tell me about that. Yeah, I really think so because the healing journey you know, that trauma puts you on, it really changes your entire life. Everything from your income, your relationships, your relationship with yourself and with other people, your purpose in life, how you experience life and how Mm -hmm. you live. It changes everything, you know, for the better, for the better. And so I'm grateful for my trauma. I never wish it away or wish that it didn't happen because I don't know for sure. You know, of course, there's a possibility I would have gotten here without it, but I don't know for sure. This is what actually happened. And mm. so I'm grateful for what has happened as opposed to wishing something else happened. Oh, wow. Well, that's definitely like someone who's gone through it and you're like on the other side. And I'm sure very you know comforting for someone listening to it because when you're in it or even if you don't know you're in it, I guess that would be a good question. I want to get back to the hands-on for a moment because we'll talk about your tangency. I'm guessing that's how you felt that with this woman. But do you have signs that maybe someone is like living in the experience trauma? Because I know sometimes our brains obviously block it out, rightfully so, to protect us. But are there other ways that people who are listening to this can be like other signs or manifestations or little like little nudges that we may be holding on to that without realizing? Yes, definitely. I mean, I can just speak from my own experience. And in hindsight, there were million things. I was unable to sustain a romantic relationship. I wasn't healthy enough to sustain mm-hmm. the kind of relationship that I wanted. So it was just a constant heartbreak for me. 
And then I didn't have a lot of change in my life. You know, like I lived in the same place for about 11 years. And for me, I'm someone that really likes and appreciates change. You know, I believe in that statement. The only thing constant is change. And so for me, if something in my life is not changing or something about me is not changing, Mm. you know, that's an indication that I need to pay attention more to myself because there's something there that's holding me. And so, you know, in various aspects, my life had not really changed, but mainly because I had been living in the same place for so long. I was happy there, but was aware that I had outgrown it in multiple ways. You know, I also spent an exorbitant amount of time alone. I really wasn't interested in being social. And I know some people are just the opposite. When they're not feeling so good, they actually go out and they force themselves to be social or they feel better in those spaces. But for me, you know, I'm actually a really, you know, I I like people. I love being around people. I think I have strong interpersonal skills. And so (laughs) I was definitely to myself for a really long time and intentionally separated from my social circle. So there were lots of things going on. Mm, okay, so those are great, great just little flags. And again, it shows up differently in everyone, but I think it's really helpful to hear because, you know, especially going back to astrology, 12th house, 8th house things, it's like they're subconscious, they're unconscious. So it's like, well, how do we begin the journey then of even knowing what what's in there? And obviously through the body, through our behaviors, through our patterns, is a great litmus test for that. And crystal therapy is super helpful too, you know? I mm. think- I was so into crystals during that time and they're still a part of my life, but not in the way that they used to be, you know? And so I did a lot of crystal therapy because it supports the natural conversation between your mind and your body that is always happening, whether you're aware of it or not. And so that's one way that you can tap into your subconscious self. You know, you have to create pathways for your body and your mind to communicate, which is why things like yoga and meditation are so powerful eating well, like all the things that we know we should be doing, right? you know, they all support those things. You know, when your body is functioning and your body feels good and it feels supported, then it can have a stronger conversation with your mind. But when your body is not operating well, then it impedes them, your body and your mind from having that conversation. Okay. I love that. Like these paths to connect the physical and non-physical self. Because they're always talking, but it's like, how can we get on the same page? How can we do something with this communication? How can we, like, you know, in anything, communication, how do we strengthen that? How do we you know, strengthen the dialogue? Yes. And so crystals, being in your body, eating well, yoga. All the things. And also managing your negative self-talk, you know, being really present with yourself, present enough that you can recognize when you're having negative self-talk. Okay. Counter it immediately, ideally. But maybe you'll remember that you said this thing to yourself hours later or the next day Mm. or whatever. But really acknowledging that, hey, I just told myself that and that's not what I want and it's not true. (laughs) So let me counter that with something else. Beautiful. I guess this kind of leads me into obviously, we're talking about connecting the physical and non physical self. You know, we're beginning to talk a lot about understanding your intuition. And this is something that you help people with. So I want to hear in a second a little bit about like your book you have coming out and some of the real practical tools you have. In terms of the Claire's, you have, I would say, one of the more more rare Claire's, say that 10 times fast. Um, I remember going to actually to, I used to go to this amazing psychic medium. 
circle here in New York. Talk about community. I, I would go so secretly. This was years, I mean, like years and years ago. It was like, I remember the first day, my Christian inner good girl was like, is this going to be like satanic? Like even me in my like more evolved self was still like, I shoved crystals all over me. I was like, what is going to be the vibe here? It was literally like the sweetest group of people, everyone from Broadway singers to like managers at J crew. And I was like, Oh, we're all, we're all a little psychic. We're all looking to learn more about it. And Melissa, the woman who held the space, she would do these really cool practices and games and not like games, but sort of like ways of flexing your intuition. And one of them is we would all bring in an object and we had a practice like holding it. To be honest, I don't know if it was a lot of our strongest Claire. Like it wasn't like, it was kind of funny. But I remember thinking like, what a cool gift to have that. Um, to just touch someone's grandpa's pocket watch and, and sort of get a download from it or a handkerchief or something. But also I was like, wow, really intense because we're touching things all day. Yes. Tell us a little bit about your, first of all, realizing that you had this gift and maybe learning, you know, with all great superpowers come responsibility, aka boundaries. Like Absolutely. how do you learn to have that? Walk us through that a little bit. I think of Claire Tangent as the lesser known Claire too. So it's funny you say that because there's seven Claire senses, you know, most people only know of Claire Moy and they just know the one. So I learned accidentally that I was Claire Tangent and it really wasn't accidentally. It was just that it was time for me to learn about this part of myself. A bit of a long story because at that time in my life, I used to go to this Reiki master's house just for all kinds of spiritual gatherings she would have about all kinds of topics. A woman that lives in Flatbush, Brooklyn, and I would go. I loved her so much. And so one day I was like, oh, I, you know, let me make an appointment. She did other things too. So I was like, let me make an appointment with her to, you know, get my, my chakras aligned or cleared, something with my chakras. Yes. And so I made the appointment. The day of the appointment, you know, I get to her house and she tells me that she's ready to attune me to Reiki. I had zero interest in Reiki. was not at all, you know, wanting to be a Reiki practitioner. But because that's what she was prepared to do, I just went with the flow. And we went to Prospect Park and we're out there, you know, we were out there for several hours and she's praying over me and doing all these things. And this tall Jewish man with a yarmulke comes over and he's like, what are you guys doing? He sees the paper say Reiki. And then he asks if we would like to practice on him. So he lays down in the grass and the woman like backs off and she's like, you know, go ahead, just do your thing. And I touched his foot and I started to get all this information about his wife and his daughter. So I'm telling the woman like, wow. what's this is not what you just taught me. So what do I do with this? Like, do I tell him? Like, I just say whatever is coming up for you. So by the time I finished, you know, doing everything she taught me to do and touching his seven main chakras, including the feet, because I always go to feet. Mm. Yeah, feet are a whole thing. So she uh, was just shocked that that had just happened. And for years, I didn't even know Claire Tangent was a thing. So I would tell people, my sessions are like Reiki, but I'm talking. Because traditional Reiki is silent. So I was just like, oh, it's Reiki, but I'm talking. So that's how I learned I could do that. And I, 11 years later, I'm still doing it. Wow. First of all, that must be a Virgo thing because I don't do a lot of hands-on healing anymore. But when I used to, I would be talking and channeling the whole time. So I'm like, I don't know if that's our Mercury energy like coming through. It is Mercury. It's absolutely Mercury. I would always try. It might be nice just to be quiet, even for myself. But I'm like, no, like there's like information coming through. There's visions, there's things. And I love that. 
I definitely had to book a session with you because I, I, I saw on your website you did them in New York. But that story of just impromptu getting attuned to Reiki in a park in Brooklyn and having, <laughs> yes, like, you know, a Jewish man come over and be like, I'll volunteer is like the most New York City shit. And that's why I fucking love it here. Everyone's like, how are you spiritual in New York? I'm like, I, I love it. It's the city is a moving, breathing oracle yes. and the wildest stuff happens. And I love that is like where you began. Yes. And the wildest, most beautiful things happen here. Most beautiful thing. I mean, my, I owe my whole, yeah, I've been to cool other vortexes in the planet, but like my deepest spiritual moments have been, yeah, like here here or Long Island. Um, so I'm like, it's just like such a portal. So I love that story. And I love that you discovered this. And it's just so cool that you have this gift. And then so now you obviously help other people tune into their gifts. And you have a book coming out, The Intuitive Nudge. Yes. So, you know, I think that's definitely one of the biggest questions I get, whether it's our Cosmic Rx community whether it's clients, you know, mentees, friends, family, it's, it's a thing of like, how do I really like trust myself? How do I trust my intuition? How do I know what's the difference between intuition and intrusive thoughts or anxiety? And I feel like you have great tools for beginning to know like how these steps of how we begin to do this. So can you yes. walk us through just like, again, someone comes to you and it's like, how do I begin this journey of, of trusting myself and, and unlocking all of this? What would you tell them? It's definitely a journey. And I think of it as a muscle. It won't atrophy, but it does have to be used in order for you to continue to see how accurate it is, right? You have to practice, right? You have to build the muscle. So the first thing I would tell people is to really get truthful with themselves, about what they want, about what they don't want, what makes them happy and not happy. I think that is absolutely the greatest barrier to accessing intuition because the way intuition works, it's so genius. Intuition is like the most incredible thing. The way it works, as I understand it, it takes your cumulative life experiences and it will guide you based on those experiences, based on things that feel good to you and things that you desire. So if you are experiencing things that don't feel good to you and that you don't desire because you're not in your truth, you will not be able to access your intuition. So it really requires you to get really truthful and honest with yourself, you know, about the entirety of all the areas of your life and just ask yourself, like, what do you want? How do you see yourself and what do you want? Because it needs to know what you want in order to guide you to the steps that will ultimately lead you there. It won't be the next step that will be the thing that you want because oftentimes we're so far away. You know, it's all about alignment and being in your truth will put you into a place of alignment. And then there's all the stuff that you have to manage around maintaining that space of being in your truth. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. But I was going to ask you to circle back to like, okay, being in our truth, being in alignment, it's not always easy. <laughs> It, like again, like when you choose this path, it's amazing the things that fall away or the things that rear their ugly head or the thing like we always talk about this here, but it's not like you just had to go on this path and you're just living in one big like Dorian Virtue Oracle deck of like flowing robes and unicorns and like pastel sunsets. It's 
kind of the opposite of like, especially in the beginning, like this, like, okay, I am Ebony, you know, I am Maddie, I am choosing, this is my truth. And it usually comes from some kind of, again, breakdown, sickness, this can't work anymore, dark night of the soul. So first of all, how is delivered to you is already off the bat coming in hot. Right. And then we like kind of step into the path of like, something in my life isn't true, right? And now I have to sort of rearrange everything that I've done up until this point, the choices. Yes. And there's a couple of things that are coming up. So the first thing is not to judge yourself. Mm. Don't judge what you want. Don't judge what comes out or comes up. Don't judge how the changes in your life that you may have to make are going to be perceived, you know, by other people or how they will impact other people. Like, You have to be selfish in that way and really only think about you. And then you can't judge like whatever comes up. It's all very hard, but it does get easier because you'll see that it's like you're constantly shifting right to the vibration that you're desiring. And so I learned to that, you know, for me, I was totally not in my truth because I repressed my trauma. I I didn't even consciously admit to myself that it happened. So I don't think there's any greater untruth than that. And so these are all things I learned from my own journey. And, you know, they may not be the kinds of things that people expect to hear, but it's really very practical. It's very practical, tangible, real life things. And the work is in just doing those things and maintaining that space, like maintaining that level of integrity in your relationship with yourself, because that it's all about your relationship with you. All the other rainbows and butterfly things you're talking about, they come but I don't think we're typically aware of how far away we are from what we're wanting. Mm, yeah. And maybe not even like knowing to your point what we want yet because we've been judging it, judging it and, and so many layers and things blocking us even from understanding that. And so when you say like, you know, there's kind of this thing of like keep choosing yourself and keep showing up, like what is it? Are there any tools that you have to help, people do that because I think like, again, sometimes that like this healing journey, it does feel like going down a rabbit hole or often things just open up yes, and things come in hot and fast. And I feel like the universe wants us to, to clear and expand and heal, but it's like, all right, we're on the fast track now. Like maybe it took you 20, 30, 40, whatever years to get here. So can you give us like maybe like a tool or some just personal story or something that helps people bring this into yeah, like you're here, you understand your truth, but things are just pulling you out of it. Being grateful for them and appreciating them, you know, finding a lesson in them because there's a lesson in all of it. And it's all kind of connected because if you judge it, then you won't be able to be grateful or appreciate it or find the lesson. But if you find a way to not judge it as good, bad, sad, ugly, easy, feel like not just the negative associations with judgment, but also the positive associations with judgment, Like, don't judge it at all. Just kind of acknowledge everything as something that just is without having to be good or bad and allowing yourself to experience things like as they are. And then appreciating, especially appreciating the hard stuff because appreciation moves you through it faster. If you're judging it and you're sad, depressed about it, you will take much longer time to move through that thing and find the lesson than if you can say, okay, this is really hard and I don't like this. I don't like this. I wish this wasn't happening. Like wherever you are in your truth with yourself, like be there, right? Mm -hmm. I don't like, and I don't, and I don't want it to happen, but it is happening. And I'm going to find a way 
right? Meet yourself mm-hmm. where you are. If you're not grateful yet, if you can't appreciate it yet, I'm going to find a way to like be grateful and appreciate this and, and find the lesson that the universe is wanting to teach me because you have to ultimately know and trust that it's guiding you to what you want. You just have to align with it. Yeah, it's like appreciation, gratitude. It's very present. It's very non-judgmental. It's very, there's almost like a, an active neutrality to it. It's it's not neutral, like disassociating, but it's sort of like, okay, how do I not, you know, ride the highs, highs, lows, lows of this? Just like witnessing it all without judgment that's all teaching me something. And obviously this can really be related to, I know you also help people a lot with understanding their feelings and emotions as a path to, you know, accessing your intuition, living in more self-love. And, you know, this is, could be things happening around you, it sounds like, but also just emotions happening within you, right? Because I know sometimes I've had people come to me like, okay, I'm working together. I feel great. But like, oh, I felt so sad lately. And there's this almost like resistance to it, right? I've been so heavy lately or I felt so angry lately. And it's just like, okay, how can we just sit and and I know I struggle with it too, but when I can release that and just sit with it, like, yeah, oh, this is teaching me something or it's moving something through me. You feel like two things happen. It can actually work the magic and you're not wasting all this energy in the space of suppressing it or holding it down below the surface. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a, that's a great way of bringing that. I'm just always interested in like, getting to the nitty gritty of, of some of these things that we hear about. We're like, okay, alignment, cool. But like, how? <laughs> you have to let yourself acknowledge the things that you're judging as ugly or bad or whatever, the feelings, the emotions about yourself or other people, like yeah. own that, you know, you have to own that before you can move on and own it wherever you are. It's really about reminding yourself that life is loving. Mm. It's like the macro image is, yeah. you know, that life loving and everything that is happening is happening in that same vein right and so it's 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 like a mental you have to sh- mentally shift how you're experiencing your life right and another thing i could offer too is when and if you know people are feeling like they're sad or depressed or angry ideally you want to allow yourself to feel that emotion enough so that it can work through you and ideally you don't want to stay in those spaces for a long time Right. And so what you may need to do to move out of that space is to kind of deny the current reality that you're having. I don't accept that. Right. Like Mm -hmm. and find a way to shift your emotion through that because you don't have to accept everything. If that makes sense. Like we have will, you know, we can pick and choose how we want to experience life. Wow. Okay. Very powerful. Very empowering. Does that answer your question? No, I want to get to the nitty gritty stuff. No, it does. I mean, obviously as much as we can, like, I also understand that these are very complex, but you know, just sometimes I know, you know, my Virgo brain is always like, okay, how, how, but even if I already know, but just to help other people, because we, we see a quote on, you know, Instagram or Pinterest and it's like, follow your intuition. And everyone's like, yes, like repin posts and then it's like wait when you're in it you're like what (laughs) that's really helpful that really breathes life into it you're so beautiful you're so calming i'm sure people tell you that all the time to talk to i'm like in a meditation right now i'm like oh floating on a cloud i had a reading once and and this woman said to me you know people don't actually really listen to what you're saying (laughs) oh my god 
She's like in the she's best like, way, but in the best way because they're so like enthralled in like my other yeah. parts of me that they're actually not listening to me. Isn't that hilarious? You're like, but okay. I want to speak to something you mentioned earlier about how to tell when it's your intuition versus a thought because that's such a good point. Yes, and it speaks to something I just mentioned. So intuition is only going to be loving. Mm. It's only going to be loving messages about yourself, about yeah. other people about life, about what you're capable of doing. It's only going to be loving. So that is the biggest differentiation between when you're having a thought and when it is intuition. And intuition will also be really soft and really quiet because as I mentioned, it's a muscle that has to be strengthened. And so if you're someone who's not used to like lifting that weight, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be a really quiet voice. It's not going to be as loud and as assertive as our thoughts are. Our thoughts were very clear when we're having a thought. We can't deny it. But your intuition will kind of be that, can be in a similar place in your brain, but it'll be like your thoughts, if that makes sense. I like that. I like that sort of the visual or, or the context like behind your thoughts. And to that, I always think to like, to like my like fear or my, my rational brain or whatever you want to call it, inner critic, whoever has the mic that day is like, it's very like grabs the mic, literally like, you can't do that. Or like you're not ready. And then I'm like, okay, but comes in kind of hot and maybe I'll stay. But my intuition is sort of this lower hum, like having a, a song on in the background. It's like there, it doesn't really go away and it'll, it'll stay. It'll like stay. I kind of like wake up with it, go to sleep with it. So in terms of like making a big leap or a big decision, obviously they don't like feel it in my body and it's more constant. Like, and so I like that thing. I like that behind your thoughts. It I really is. Your body too, because you know, I have that so much of it, you can receive it anywhere in your body from head to toe. It could show up anywhere. Right. And so another tip is to be, you know, become more in tune with how your body is feeling and manage your posture in a way that you can like receive as much as possible. You know how people feng shui their home so that the energy can flow. Don't have your legs crossed. Don't have your arms crossed. Have your spine straight, your head straight. Like those, those small little gestures in our posture position us to be more receptive to the energy around us. And so those things help you to receive more information from your intuition too. I love that. Oh my goodness. You're such a wealth of knowledge. Okay. So obviously we're wrapping up on time. I know you have um, a hard out and you've been so generous. So all the people here dying to know, how can they work with you? How can they reach out to you? Tell us how we get more ebony in our lives. So the best way is probably through my website, you know, ebony, E-B-O-N-I, banks.me. And you can link my Instagram from there. You can see about my readings and book a session if you're interested there. I used to offer Reiki as a session, because, but I don't anymore because, you know, Reiki was kind of just the path that my spirit took to get me to this other thing. Yeah. So, and every so many people, you know, offer Reiki. Less right. people offer clear tangent reading. So I only have clear tangent readings on my website. Good call. I like that. <laughs> and I do remote readings for your folks that are not in New York City. Uh, that's going to be my next question because we have a whole international baddie crew here. Nice. That's great. Definitely everyone go check out, even though you're new or, or like getting used to Instagram, Intuitive Ebony Writes. We'll put it in the show notes. It's so cute. First of all, your Instagram and you do these great videos. And I did flag my Virgo self. You did some like mattress practice or something. I love yeah. a good practice. 
So there's really great resources on there too. So go give her a follow, you know, shout out something that you love from this episode. And we'd like to hype up our guests and thank you for taking the time. Ebony, this has been wonderful. You are such a light. You're so sweet, but very powerful, very deep, which I'd like to. <laughs> that Scorpio. It's that Scorpio. It's like. So real. It's like light and sweet, but also you're like dark and deep, like yeah, the deepest absolutely. part of the ocean. Uh, we don't even know what's down there. So true. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Well, again, thank you for coming on. And thank you to everyone for listening. Go give Ebony some love. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.